0: Welcome back everyone. In the last episode, I shared with you a calculator to test what type of results investing in SCHD and QQQ would generate based on your personal parameters. That calculator was pretty basic. And today I wanna share with you version two that includes some nice enhancements. There is a link in the description below for you to make a copy of the spreadsheet so that you can play around with it yourself. Let me explain all of the new features first and then we will take this mock portfolio calculator for a spin. Families have a lot going on. The first change and probably the biggest enhancement is that now instead of just testing SCHD and QQQ you can include up to 5 different ETFs or stocks in this calculator You simply enter the ticker symbol in column E here and the corresponding allocation in column F You don't have to use all 5 slots, the spreadsheet will work with any combination of tickers up to a maximum of 5 Just be sure that the total allocation sums to 100% You can refer to cell F1 as a test to make sure your individual allocations add up to an even 100% You'll also notice that this spreadsheet, opposed to the original, now includes two tabs. We have the Mock Portfolio tab that I am in right now, and we also have the ETF List tab. The ETFs that you can test in this spreadsheet are all listed on the ETF List tab, and you can see I populated it with 21 popular dividend ETFs and a few technology ETFs as well to test how a little more growth can boost your portfolio value in the long run. In the ETF List tab, the only important columns are column A, E, and G. Column A lists the ticker symbol of each ETF. This is used as a reference point to pull in data into the Mach Portfolio tab Column E lists the dividend yield and column G is the expected future rate of return I've gone ahead and normalized the returns for each of these 21 funds using the long-term S&P 500 return of 10% per year The Mock Portfolio uses the normalized return for each of these funds Unless there is a value in the corresponding row in column G Column G is sort of an overriding value If you believe that a given ETF will perform better or worse than what the normalized return is showing You're also not limited to only testing the ETFs I have listed here. If you want to include other ETFs, or individual stocks, all you need to do is type in the ticker symbol into column A, the dividend yield for the stock or fund into column E, and what you think the future annual total return will be into column G. Keep in mind that the expected rate of return is the total return, which includes both capital appreciation and dividends. It's very important that you enter the information this way, because the mock portfolio works based on that assumption. Alright, let's jump back to the mock portfolio and take a look at the other new features. In column C, I expanded the initial parameters to now include the option to drip or not to drip your dividends. If cell C6 states the word yes, then all dividends during the accumulation phase of your investing journey will be reinvested. To turn off drip, all you need to do is delete the word yes from cell C6. You can leave it blank or type in no. Basically, anything other than the word yes in cell C6 will turn off the drip. The other parameter that has been added here is the ability to test the impact of increasing your annual contribution by a specific percentage each year. Most of us get a raise at work every year, so it's only natural that as our income goes up we have the ability to increase the amount of capital we save and invest. The final change is a slight modification to the data table at the bottom of the spreadsheet. I changed the starting value column to now only show the starting value of the portfolio for each year. In the prior spreadsheet this value was inclusive of the contribution amount. The contributions are now shown as a separate value in column C, so you can better see how much you would be contributing to this portfolio each year. This information is more valuable now, with the inclusion of the ability to increase the contribution rate. I also adjusted the gain value to now be labeled as capital gain, which shows the capital gains for any given year. In the prior version, this column was simply called gain, and it was inclusive of the capital appreciation and the dividend for each year. Now the capital gains and dividends are their own separate values, and it's easier to see how they change over time. This mock calculator does not let you adjust the dividend growth rate of the portfolio. But dividend growth is baked into the final output based on the assumption that your dividend stream will grow at the same rate as the capital appreciation of the portfolio. The dividend growth will be a fixed rate for the entire time period you test. And if you want to figure out what this rate is, you can simply subtract the dividend yield value in cell F8 from the expected rate of return value in cell F7. There was quite a bit of interest in the prior version of this calculator, and I'd love to hear what you think of the new features. And also, what else you would like to see added to this calculator? So please leave me a comment or send me an email with your thoughts. Alright, let's take this bad boy for a spin. I have a personal taxable portfolio that I've been contributing money to for a few years now. So let me see what this portfolio could achieve based on its value today and my planned contributions for the future. Full disclosure, this specific portfolio is made up of mainly individual dividend stocks. But let me see what type of results it could generate with a simple combination of ETFs. I'm 38 years old right now, so let's adjust the calculator to start there. I'll leave the retirement age at 67 for now, just to see what would happen if I can continue working and adding money to this portfolio until that age. The portfolio currently has a market value of about $22,000, and I am adding $200 to it every week. So for the annual contribution, I'll enter 200 times 52 weeks, which is $10,400 per year. I am reinvesting all dividends, so I'll leave the drip turned on, and let's just assume I can increase my contribution rate by 3% every year. For now, I'll stick with the asset allocation listed here, which is 40% SCHD, 20% DGRO, 15% QQQM, 15% JEPI, and 10% Noble. Based on the normalized returns from the ETF list, the expected rate of return for this asset allocation is 10.22% per year, with the annual dividend yield clocking in at a pretty healthy 3.67%. These are very solid metrics that would put me slightly ahead of the long-term return of the S&P 500, while also providing a much more attractive dividend stream along the way. Okay, so based on these assumptions, I would contribute about $495,000 between today and age 67. At retirement, the market value of my portfolio would be just shy of $3 million, which is an almost 6 times multiple of my total contributions. The starting annual dividend income I could expect to collect at age 68 would be a little more than $108,000, or about 22% of my total contributions. Boy, these are some pretty healthy amounts here almost makes me think twice about switching to an all-ETF portfolio instead of holding individual stocks. Let's see what else I could expect. During retirement, my portfolio value would grow from nearly $3 million to more than $12 million. This is between the age of 68 and 90. I could also expect to receive a whopping $5.4 million in dividends during retirement, which is more than 11 times as much as my total contributions. That's a very healthy chunk of passive cash flow. I'll be honest, these results look very good to me. In reality, I actually expect to achieve even better results because this is one of my smallest accounts and I am contributing way more money across all of my portfolios Currently, I have about $270,000 allocated to dividend strategies with another $60,000 or so locked up in an employee purchase plan and my annual contribution across all of my retirement and brokerage accounts is closer to $40,000 per year The ultimate goal is to retire earlier than age 67 I don't really have a specific age or time frame in mind I guess I'll just patiently wait and see how my investing journey shapes out. Let me now change the asset allocation to see how the final outcome would change if I opted for a different mixture of ETFs. Let's get rid of QQQM that pays the smallest dividend yield, in favor of JEPI that is the highest yielding component here. So I'm going to delete QQQM altogether and increase the allocation to JEPI from 15% to 30%. This lowers the expected rate of return slightly to 9.64%, but it boosts the dividend yield up to a very nice 5.12%. The final retirement values still look attractive. The portfolio value at retirement is now a little lower: 2.6 million instead of 2.9 million. The starting annual dividend income has jumped up from about 108,000 to 135,000. but the total amount of retirement dividends has dropped a little, from 5.4 million to a little less than 5.3 million. The biggest change is probably the market value of my portfolio at age 90. With the prior asset allocation, this value was more than 12 million dollars, whereas with this allocation, it is 7.3 million dollars. That's quite a large drop, given that I still have a fairly long period of time to let my money grow and accumulate. Perhaps chasing the yield today is not the most optimal strategy for me. Cutting out QQQM in favor of JEPI did boost my starting retirement income, but it would cost me about $5 million in the long run, provided I live to age 90 and I can actually attain these results. There's no right or wrong combination of funds or stocks for everyone, you just have to settle on what makes sense to you. Also, keep in mind that this is just a linear forecast calculator and there are no guarantees that any of these funds will deliver the same returns they have in the past. And the actual road to retirement and beyond will include many ups and downs in the market, and not this nice and linear upward path shown in this calculator. I hope you enjoy this spreadsheet and that you use it as a motivational tool for your investing journey. All I ask in return is that you give this podcast a 5-star rating. Thank you for listening and see you next time.